Welcome to my Full Life and Faith Leaps podcast with me, Tiffany Jo Baker, where we help you experience God's power and rest in your purpose and progress as you move forward step-by-step in all the things God has called and created you to do at home and around the world. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to my Full Life and Faith Leaps podcast with me, Tiffany Jo Baker. Today, I want you to really listen. I want you to listen in because we have a pretty amazing guest who's on here who is going to combine my love of science and faith to help us rewire our brain and reboot our behavior. And so today I have with me Mimika Cooney, and she is a faith-based Christian mindset author and speaker. She knows she's known as a personal trainer for your mind, and she's going to help us walk us through this process and share with us her story about what God has done in her life and how he's used this. So Mimika, thank you so much for joining me here today. Well, I'm so excited to have this conversation because we definitely are in the same lane going in the same direction, right? We're like, yay, God is using and working through all of us. And I think it's exciting what he's doing. And I'm um, just honored to be here to share. Amen. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking time out. And so let's just kind of start and just dive in. You know, you have, you have a story, right? A lot of us have a story, a place where the Lord um, met us in that place. And one of the things that I've been learning more and more is that so many of us, if not all of us, have had an incident in our life as childhood, usually before the age of seven. And uh, maybe it was traumatic, maybe it was upsetting, but Satan um, has pinged it and attach some trauma and some triggers and try to use that throughout our life to reinforce a lie, a message, a belief, a mindset. And, but as we know, in John 10, 10 says, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy, but Jesus has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So we can have victory from that. We don't have to live with that, the flashbacks, the trauma, the triggers, and so if you wouldn't mind sharing with us briefly a little bit about your story and how God came in, intercepted, and healed your heart and your hurts, and now has you working with women on how they can rewire and retrain their brain and live in victory as well. Definitely. Well, my favorite scripture is Romans 12, 2, which mm -hmm. is to renew our mind daily. And that's actually an if-then statement. If we do this, God will do that. There's a, a few of those in the Bible, but what I love about this one is that it's an active word. And to me, I've taken that to the bank and I had to learn this the hard way. So going back to my story, I was born and raised in South Africa. And I'll say I learned to be a people-pleasing perfectionist because of roots and traumas of rejection. Now, I know we all have a story and we all have something that triggers us. And that has been something that's been one of those old tapes. You know, I'm a kid of the 80s, mm -hmm. you know, those old record players and tapes where you'd have to rewind and they'd sometimes get a little stuck in the in the play and have to use a pencil to really you know twist them out um to me i find you know we have our own soundtrack of our life and the enemy likes to keep playing this sad song that tries to keep us back and you know boomerang us back to the old parts of how we felt or what we did but what i'd realized in life you know i've uh, i've been an entrepreneur since i was a teenager both my husband and i've had uh, different businesses over the years and so for me, I was always just wired for doing the next thing and, you know, achieving the next goal and pushing myself really hard. 
And, you know, God in his graciousness was very patient with me. And he'd be like, you know, he would give me advice, but I'd be like, that's good. I've got it. Okay. See you later. And he's like, okay, I'll wait here when you're ready. <laughs> yep. And he did. He, he basically would invite me into these places where he'd say, okay, you know, you, you need to slow down. You know, it's all exciting doing that. But, you know, before you step ahead, you need the full picture. We need to get you, you know, unstuck from those things that keep bringing you back because you, you know, I realized myself out there were these patterns of repetitive behavior that I just couldn't understand why I was doing these things. Like, why would I always have this thought or behavior or this sort of fear response to things? And really it came to a head when I was running my business. Um, I've got three kids. My eldest is 24 and the youngest is 13. But at the time they were teenagers um, and, you know, it was in the space of about eight weeks. I had a business launch that didn't go well. So I was in debt. I had uh, a child with having a mental health, health crisis and problems at school. And then my mother-in-law, who was a strong woman of faith, passed away from cancer. And mm -hmm. talk about a trifecta, just pull the rug out from under you. It's mm -hmm. one of those, you have hit the wall, do not pass, begin, mm -hmm. stop. And I literally hit burnout and breakdown. And, you know, as a people-pleasing go-getter, I'm always going to pull out the energy out of the bag and always do it for everybody else, right? Until I couldn't. Yeah, I literally physically, emotionally, spiritually just couldn't do it anymore. My body was aching. I felt like I was ill. I had aches and pains. Like I couldn't even talk. I was, I mean, for somebody who talks, <laughs> not being able to make a conversation without crying was really hard challenge. But what I'd realized is, you know, I, I had, had done this to myself because I wasn't listening to the signs. I had been living in denial for way too long. Mm. I didn't want to heed the warnings and was going at a hundred miles an hour down, down the highway. And eventually, you know, we are human beings. We're not human doings. We don't get badges for doing more. And busy is not a badge. Like some of us in this world, we think the more we do, and when we say I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, it's almost like this unspoken idea that maybe we're more important or we must be doing something valuable if we're busy. But I'd realized there is no celebration and there's no award for being busy. All it does is burn you out and leaves you with an empty shell unless you are, you know, on the right position. So anyway, I'd, and I'd like to call this part, like I believe all of us, even if you look at some of the characters in the Bible from, you know, Moses and David, we all go through a season of humbling. Mm. Now, not all of us like it, but the humbling is important. Mm -hmm. God allows us to get to, the, to come to the end of ourselves. Because there's only so much self-help we can do because we are limited. But he allows us to go through, whether you call it the wilderness, the dark night of the soul or the humbling. It's a period of when you realize you really are not in control. Mm -hmm. God is the ultimate control. But what he's doing, he's not wrestling it out of your hands. He wants you to willingly seed, surrender, and allow him to take the lead. You know, it's like a dance. Like I come from a dancing ballerina background. And to me, it's like, if you're dancing with someone, you've got to be in sync, right? You can't be stepping on their toes or one person going ahead of the other. The idea is to, to work in unison and God wants to lead the dance, but we are forever trying to change the soundtrack, change the choreography and go in our own direction that it doesn't look very good and it's very inefficient. But what I'd realized through that process, you know, God said, it's time to be well. And I was like, oh, really? I didn't know we have a problem. <laughs> and that's often the problem is that yep. we don't know we have a problem. It's the blind spots, blinds, it's the blind spots we're not aware of that are keeping us blind. But what I do is, and I finally realized what Paul meant when he says, count it all blessings when you go through trials. I was like, who the heck would want to be <laughs> excited about that? But I look back now and I realize it is a blessing because it was able to unravel me from the mess I got myself in 
by challenging me, my beliefs, my, my understandings, my mindsets. And I'd realized part of this problem was my mind was a hot mess. I kept thinking in old habits, that old pattern of behavior, that old tape kept playing and you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You've got to do more. Got to do more. You've got to prove yourself. Nobody likes you. Nobody wants to invite you to the party. You know, rejection, rejection, layers on rejection. And what do we do? We perform and we try to be a circus monkey. And it, we just can't. So we, you know, and we talk about the abundant life, but what does it actually mean? And I think so many of us are not actually taught how to take mm -hmm. it by force because it says we take that. We, it's an invitation, but it's also an active word. So long story short, this whole process got me to really seek God. And I closed my business down for 18 months. I just stayed at home, did the mom thing. It was a very humbling experience because to me, I get really irritated doing the dishes and the laundry over and over again. But it was part of what God needed me to learn is to slow down before I could speed up to go to my next assignment, my next mission. I needed to learn to slow down to speed up. And this is really what it brought me down today is I have walked every single step through this process. I have gone through the, the refining, the fire, the surrender where my face is so flat on the ground. I can't even see, <laughs> but it's been good because I realized I couldn't be doing what I am doing today. And God is using my brokenness mm -hmm. and my testimony. I mean, I never thought that I'd be doing what I do today. I thought I was doing the business thing, mm -hmm. but now God shifted me into ministry and sharing what I do that I went back to school. So my, my training was in marketing and digital um, digital marketing, but I went back and learned how to uh, the coaching, leadership coaching, mindset, learning how the brain works, you know, all the neuroscience of all. And I'm just so fascinated about how the Bible has told us the secrets all along. Romans 12 2, renew your mind daily. So that's what I do today. And I'm just so honored and excited to be able to help other women on this journey navigate that path and to know there is hope then it turns out well. Amazing. So for the women who are listening and they're like, oh my goodness, that is me. Or maybe the Lord is pinging and stirring their hearts. Like you have that repetitive pattern thought process or a behavior or something that he's brought to their mind as you were talking, what would be the first step to rewire our brain? Can you share with us the process quickly? Yeah. I mean, definitely the whole, it's the process of rewiring your brain. Because if you think about it, it took us a hot minute to get into where we are now. Mm -hmm. To get out of that mess is going to take a little bit of effort. Yeah. And that's why I like to call myself a personal trainer for your mind, because this isn't a quick fix. This isn't a silver bullet. This is a process. It's an exercise process because our mind is a, is a muscle just like our body. And like we understand the concept of going to the gym, you know, if you work with a personal trainer, they're going to push you. You're going to sweat. There will be tears. So it's guaranteed this will be hard, but it's because you're pushing against your comfort zones. And I think that would be my first invitation is to anyone who knows they don't want to be where they want to be. They want to be, they know that they are are destined for more, but it feels like there's something squashing them. And usually what this is, it's that safety, which is your brain's mechanism. It's been designed for, for yeah. your own good to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. So recognizing, I'd say step number one is the awareness is I want to be in a different place. I want to change. I know something's not working because denial, nothing happens in denial. Mm -hmm. We can't help people who are in denial. But once you realize that there is an issue, the invitation is to really start to think about what you're thinking about. And this is the concept that really got me fascinated with is the concept of metacognition, which is being aware of what you're thinking. Because the, in church and school, and we don't learn this, we aren't taught. It's not like learning your ABCs, right? We just think whatever, junk in, junk out. And that's just who we are. But the good news is God has designed us to have that authority over our lives and over our minds and over our thoughts. 
but we often don't realize we there's our part to play, mm-hmm. you know, and I think um, the church has missed, missed this a bit where we taught, you know, come to Jesus and he'll heal all your, all your ills and he'll, everything will be great. And when you, you come to salvation, your soul, your spirit is saved, mm-hmm. but there's a soul element, which is our mind, our will and emotions is what we live through on earth that needs work because mm-hmm. we are li- living in a sinful nature. Right. And it's just not, that's not he- healed and made new. We have to renew and make it new and align our minds and our emotions and our will, which is the surrender part mm-hmm. with God's plan. But that's an active process, right? Mm-hmm. So I always say, you know, nothing's gone wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not, not alone. There, this is mm-hmm. a common problem. And we just don't realize what the problem is until we, until we start digging. But the fact that you're hearing this today or you're watching this, this is an invitation. I always say, if you're looking for a sign, this is it, right? This is God's way of gently nudging and saying, hey, maybe we should look at that fear-based thinking, or maybe we should look at that scarcity thing, or maybe we should look at whatever issues is showing up that is not the fruits of the spirit. You can guarantee that has some roots and often goes back to childhood or some traumatic experience where our brain is thought, oh. When the input was, when I had that experience, we had fear. So oh, protection mode. Next time I experience that, we're going to react like this. So you are literally fighting your programming. Yeah. And if you think about it, your, like your, your brain is the hardware of the computer and your mindset is the software. So just like when you get a computer, the first fresh out of the box, it's nice and fast and it's zippy, but after use, you know, it slows down. Maybe there's a few viruses we accidentally downloaded, or we've got too much. We need to clear the cache. So in this case, that's what we do in the process of renewing our mind. And because we have the Bible at our core, we know that it's possible and God gives us the tools. So our job is just to activate those tools, take that step of faith and realize it's going to be a challenge, mm-hmm. but it's good. It's going to be worth it in the end. It's so encouraging that we don't have to be stuck, that the Lord has created our brain, number one, as a, that we, as, with a safe place. Because he knew we would be in this world, right? Where there's evil and where there's um, traumatic things that happen. So he created our brain to be able to handle that, but also to be able to heal from that. And what an amazing gift that is for us as believers, uh, for us as as parents. I remember back when one of our girls was younger, she was dealing with some night terrors. And I was, we tried, you've tried a number of things. And finally I was just getting frustrated. And at one point she came out and I was like, just go back to sleep. And the Lord pinged me and he, he stirred my heart and he was like, Tiffany, this is not about having her go back to sleep so that the whole family can sleep. This is about teaching her how to take captive her thoughts. And it totally changed my parenting. It totally changed that situation because I was teaching now my, I think she was four or five at that time, how she could take captive her thoughts, how she could change the picture in her brain, how she could renew her mind. And it was a spiritual, there was a spiritual component that we needed to take care of. Um, but there was also a practical day by day living component that we were able to walk her through. And to this day, she's still using that, still able to do that in, um, in college. So it's something that you don't have to be a learned professional to do. You can be a child and learn how to do this and how to renew your mind. And I love that the science neuroplasticity and the Bible um, 
come together in agreement on this, that the Lord has created us to create and to recreate and to renew. So what tends in this process, what tends to keep people stuck? Yeah, well, what keeps people stuck is not believing that they can get unstuck. Mm. And they realize, and this is a narrative the world has told us like, oh, my anxiety, my depression, owning those symptoms and those bodily functions and warning signals as if it's an identity piece. Because at the end of the day, the enemy wants to steal our identity. He hates it that we're in God's image. So, I mean, we can see it in, in social media and everything online is he is going hard at killing the seed, yes, destroying infancy and ideas and babies and things in the, in the, in the womb. Yeah. He doesn't like things to grow in and flourish into what God's plan is. Yeah. And also the fact is if he knows he can get us early. So the fact is when our kids are having, that's great that we can teach them these skills at younger and not just go, Oh, you're just being silly because mindset is those, it can be at any age because we all have thoughts and it's like a mechanism. We just like, we were taught how to do math and we learned how to do reading. Learning how to think is an important skill, mm -hmm. but we've, the world has just told us, oh, if you're feeling anxious, you just are anxious. So that's who you are and just give up, you know, either medicate it, deny it, placate it, don't deal with it. And I'm like, heck no, before we go down that road, why would we want to keep denying a signal? Because it's a signal in our body that's saying something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like if we didn't have pain receptors, we would damage ourselves and kill ourselves. Like, you know, put your hand on a hot fire. The, pro the whole idea is for you to take a hand off the fire because it's not good for you. So our body is constantly talking to us with its anxious thoughts, like, you know, the, even, you know, physiologically, the tightness in the chest, or we talk about butterflies in the stomach when we get nervous. We can't separate that and think, oh, I need to deny it. We need to allow ourselves to process it. So even though we talk about the mind, the mind and the body and the soul and the emotions are all connected. And that's my mission. And I take it so seriously. It's like, we can't just treat the exercise and think we can lose weight there. Or we can't just go on a diet and try to cut out carbs and sugar. We got to ask ourselves, why am I having a problem with this? Mm -hmm. What is the trigger that makes me want to eat? Oh, hold on. Whenever I feel emotionally out of control, I'll go grab the, the ice cream or I feel like I need to eat because it's not really a, a weight problem. It's an emotional problem. And mm -hmm. sometimes you start to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, what is really at play? And he goes, you know what? When mom and dad were fighting when you were five. You, the only way you felt better is you went to the kitchen and you separated yourself and that was your happy place. So you've, mm -hmm. your brain thinks when I'm feeling sad, we go grab the snacks. Mm -hmm. So when we start to, you know, unravel it and rewind the tape and to go back to those moments and the Holy Spirit's very good in showing you, he'll show you a picture. Like you'll, you'll see your, your life as a movie. And you'll say, remember that little thing there where, you know, that girl betrayed you and, you know, you really thought she was your friend, but then she got, you know, it can be something as we think is just totally unimportant. But for a five-year-old, that brain and our brain, even up to age 10, our brain is wiring and creating these patterns of like, when I do this, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. When I react here, this is what happens. And it's, it's to save energy. Because at the end of the day, we don't, you know, as, as adults, we don't have to think about how to ride a bicycle. When you learn how to drive a car, you're not even thinking about all the, looking at all the corners. You just do it, right? And that becomes natural. And that's for a reason because we need to conserve energy. But oftentimes we don't realize this symptom, fear, anxiety, whatever the emotional output is, has an internal trigger. Mm -hmm. But being open to say, okay, why am I feeling this and what is going on here mm -hmm. is really, is the first and most important because once you start unraveling that the Holy Spirit's great, mm -hmm. he takes a torchlight and he's like, okay, with this and this yeah. and this, 
And the good news is you can get free from it. You literally just have to concede your will to God and say, God, I don't want this. Yeah. I give you permission to take it away. And here's an important key we often forget is we have to forgive others and ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what kept me stuck for years is I, was, I could do everything for everybody else, but for myself, I had to forgive mm-hmm. myself for either feeling or reacting or doing or not doing. So forgiveness, I tell you, is like a huge, big eraser. It just covers everything. And when in doubt, ask us, ask God to forgive you. And he resets it so we can renew and go back to our factory settings. Yeah, Amen. I love the verse. His mercies are new every morning for great is his faithfulness. And I love that you mentioned forgiving forgiveness because that is such a block. And, and one of Satan's probably top two ways that he, um, keeps us in bondage as believers. Um, but I've heard it said before that people say, where in the Bible does it say, and I'm not asking you to find it in the Bible, but I've heard people say, um, I don't need to forgive myself. There's that's not in the Bible anywhere where I need to forgive myself, but yet it's a process that I hear people have going through over and over again, that that's an important piece to their healing. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I would have to disagree that it is in the Bible. God has clearly said, you know, by surrendering ourselves and giving our lives to Jesus, like Jesus's whole ministry was about teaching us to forgive. Like how many times did he say, you know, forgive others 70 times seven. And it just doesn't make sense because a lot of us are our own worst critics. Right. And we, unforgiveness can show up in so many different ways, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for, un, even unforgiveness towards God, like for uh, God showed me that for a, mm-hmm. for a season, I was angry at God. And I was like, you said in your, your Bible and your word has said this, why have I not seen this come true? Mm-hmm. Like when my mother-in-law passed away from cancer, I was like, God, mm-hmm. she was a woman of on, on fire for you and, and was in her own healing ministry. You said you would, you heal. And you say, you bug Jesus' stripes, we are healed, but she wasn't. So what's going on here? I want receipts. Like, what is this? You know, and that's, God has got big shoulders. He can handle that. Yeah. You know, we, we can come to him and be crying our eyes out and saying, God, this is not fair. I don't understand. And he will give you the peace, even though we might not have the understanding completely. There are some things that are just left for us to figure out when we get to heaven, but it's part of that process, allowing yourself to concede your will. Hmm. Because he can't work through us. If you think about unforgiveness, it's like it dirties up the pipe, right? God wants to flow through us. The Holy Spirit wants to work through us. But if they're blockages, it's like, you know, buildup of of arterial whatever, like calcium, and it it stops the flow. Mm -hmm. So our job and our invitation from God is to go through that healing and forgiveness process. And I tell you, I do it every day. It's like a spiritual shower. God, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Even the things mm-hmm. I d- didn't think, I didn't know, the knowing and the unknowing and the seen and the unseen, Just it's just a really good practice. And it allows you to stay humble every day because that's mm-hmm. what God needs. He can't work through us if we have pride or a- a- anxiousness or reject. I mean, he can, but it just creates a lot more hard work for him and us. <laughs> that is a true statement. Wow, I think we could we could go on and on and and talk about this. But as we wrap up, um, I know people are going to want to know more and hear more. They can just tell that you're like this well full full of information and your heart to help. Um, and you have a new book that's called Unstick Your Mind. Um, where can people find you online if they want to hear more? Definitely. Well, uh, Unstick Your Mind was book number 11 and I'm working on number 12. So we have, uh, I have lots of ideas I want to get out there and lots of resources. The best place to find me is on my website, which is mimikakuni.com. And I'll spell that for your audio listeners. It's M-I-M-I-K-A. 
C-O-O-N-E-Y.com. And my website has all the links to the books. Um, social media, I'm also everywhere as Mamika Cooney on Facebook, Instagram. I also have a YouTube channel and I regularly put out these little um, these videos to help you really, you know, take a concept like what is mindset? What does this mean? So if this is something new to you and you, you're not, you've never heard of this, I invite you to do that. And I have a bunch of goodies on my website too. I have a free download to get you started called eight tips to supercharge your mindset. And yeah, just, if you get on my email list, I'm really sending out a whole bunch of stuff and uh, yeah, I'd love to connect with your audience and let them know they heard me on your show. Wonderful. Well, what a gift. Thank you, Mamika, for sharing your journey and some of the nuggets that you've learned along the way. So appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for joining us here on my Full Life and Faith Leaps podcast. And if something during this time resonated with you, or if God brought somebody to your mind that you're like, oh, I think that they could benefit from this too, please share. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye, y'all. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today on my Full Life and Faith Leaps podcast. If you enjoyed our time together and are taking away a nugget that has inspired your soul and success, would you share this episode with a loved one who could use it too? And if you haven't already, take a moment to rate and review this podcast and help me help others fuel and fulfill their faith journeys. Until next time, I'm Tiffany Jo Baker, a three-time surrogate, speaker, and strategizer who loves to help you birth your God-given dreams at home and around the world. Now go do all the things God has called and created you to do with the grace and gifts God has given you.